Hey everybody, my name is Nyla and you're listening to Greener Thoughts, the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, and other things you'd like to know. Today's topic is going to be all about Girls Restore Bag Politics. So let's get started. So welcome to Greener Thoughts. Whether this is your first time listening or not, thanks for tuning in. The podcast Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday for your enjoyment. Please be sure to favorite Greener Thoughts. Rate, share, and support it, especially if you love it. And lastly, send your comments or questions by email to greenerthoughtspodcast.gmail.com. So I want to start off with a special um, announcement for something that I received recently. Um, I actually received a special comment via social media um, about my podcast, and it was from Jennifer Whitehurst. Uh, She's a fellow anchor podcaster, and she said she specifically, uh, quote, loves my podcast topics, end quote. And the comment, you know, really warmed my spirit and my heart that day. And I felt so appreciated. Um, I said that I would especially give her a shout out um, because of her special comment. And, you know, I try and think creatively and on the top of my head whenever I can, especially about the headings that I do for um, each episode. And I try and put as much detail um, in each program as I can. So that really, you know, felt nice to hear. So um, I really give a big thank you to uh, Jennifer and a special shout out again to her, um, again, Jennifer Whitehurst, uh, for her comment. It meant honestly so, so much to me. I love getting uh, listener feedback and hearing what people think about Greener Thoughts, and it just, it meant so much. Um, Jennifer Whitehurst, um, she actually has a podcast, like I said, on Anchor, and it's actually called Founder Files. So she's the founder and CEO of a nonprofit for elephants. So be sure to check out her information. I'll link it in the podcast episode description. Uh, next, I will get to the announcements for this episode, which I always start off with um, if nothing else comes up. But as always, the ongoing giveaway is still going on. It's the first Sierra Club May Anniversary Guna Thoughts Prize Giveaway. Actually started May 2nd uh, this year, 2019. And it will continue until the Sierra Club's anniversary on May the 28th, 2019. And the details are as follows. There's an ongoing giveaway, of course, and the prizes are as follows. There's going to be one Sierra Club giveaway prize pack, including... Um, one XXL Sierra Club logo showcase t-shirt, one um, one size fits all Make America Green Again hat, and the Make America Green Again um, hat is um, all about supporting the Sierra Club's work and, of course, advancing climate solutions and fighting for clean air and water and, of course, keeping our wild places wild. Um, the next is a Sierra Club bumper sticker. And then lastly, two eco-friendly themed button pins from Etsy. I picked up myself amongst all the other prizes. And all this is encompassing 
um, itself with the backpack that is also from the Sierra Club and it'll be to hold all these products. The prize value pack equates to about $55 and the giveaway stipulations and what you need to do to enter are as follows. To enter, you have to first recall one fact or info bit from any Greener Thoughts previous podcast that you especially loved and talk about it in some detail, of course, in your email to me. Second thing is explain one message Greener Thoughts has taught you about the environment and how it's impacted you. And lastly, the third thing is for any past or current Sierra Club member, if this applies to you, um, detail why you joined the Sierra Club, what year you became a member, and what environmental issues matter most to you. I want to hear about them. Email all your answers to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. And the giveaway ends at midnight Eastern Standard Time on May 28, 2019. Um, some added rules are that uh, it's limited to one page answer for all your email submissions. So all your answers have to fit on one page. The next is only one winner will be selected and win in this giveaway of all the entries I received. Uh, and then the last thing is all of this information, of course, will be mentioned in the beginning of every podcast episode. And it will be listed in the description for every episode as well. And they will all be published up until two days before the Sierra Club's anniversary, uh, which is on May the 28th. And the deadline, again, is the um, 28th of May, uh, coming up shortly this month. And um, if you have any questions or anything, always refer to the information um, in each podcast episode. Uh, next, I want to get into the segment um, in other news and then briefly go into why I decided to refer and talk about this topic for this episode. So another news is the, the new segment I started briefly um, and just talks about headlines that came across um, very um, striking to me and I wanted to let other people know about the news in case they hadn't heard about it because I can't talk about all the topics I want to talk about in one uh, episode so I decided to just talk about these things briefly. The first headline is that the Trump administration uh, rescinds nearly $1 billion in funds for California high-speed rail that was found via Huffington Post or HuffPost. Um, Next is Dangerous Storm actually spurs tornadoes in Southern Plains that was found on HuffPost or Huffington Post. And then last but not least, Whole Foods actually becomes the first national grocer in the United States to ban plastic straws. So go Whole Foods. Um, that was found via treehugger.com. And additionally, um, other than straws, uh, Whole Foods has begun to reduce plastic and other things, uh, products that they have across all their stores, actually, in the United States, in the United Kingdom, and Canada. So uh, as to why I wanted to get into the topic for this uh, episode, I thought it would be nice to dive into our our food and eating needs and what we use to actually carry the groceries from here and yonder, um, from your car um, to your house, from the store to your car, um, or any other mode of transportation to use, what do you use to gather your groceries? You know, so these are the 
uh, types of questions I sometimes, you know, think about. How many people actually buy reusable totes or plastic bags? Do they have um, plastic bag fees or bans on plastic bags altogether? Do they hate plastic bags or are any of my listeners um, allergic to plastic or just hate the the cumbersomeness of it in the the polluting nature of a plastic bag? Um, and also, it's just kind of familiar because... You know, everyone goes grocery shopping. You know, who doesn't? We all eat every single day. Um, But we don't necessarily all shop every single day for our groceries. You know, maybe once or twice a month, uh, give or take. If you're um, an individual or you have a family or whatever um, uh, setup you have in your home. So I thought this would really really be um, useful to learn about what options are out there for those who maybe have laws um, against certain uh, carryables and plastic and such bands, like I talked about before, or um, they're looking to change and become someone who uses reusable bags and uh, stay away from the plastic. So I entitled this uh, news piece, uh, Would You Like Plastic Paper or Reusable Bag? So the first point I want to get into is um, asking you, all my listeners, what do you choose? If someone was asking you, uh, the cashier at the grocery store, your local grocery store, um, paper, plastic, um, or reusable bag, which would you choose? I know for me, it would always be reusable bag, um, but in my case, I would gather them from my car because I already have um, a bit of them in there, and I carry uh, many reusable bags, the polyester kind mostly, and the cloth kind of tote bags. Um, for groceries, of course, and I have a few thicker ones. Um, there are older versions of um, uh, those tote bags from different stores, like Giant, for example. Um, and I carry them in my bag, in my in my in bags of bags, and I have them in my car. And then when I'm go- doing grocery shopping, I take them with me. So for me, I wouldn't necessarily um, pick up the uh, reusable b- bag um, unless I was running low or forgot to get them for my. Um, car before I was grocery shopping. Uh, So that would be my choice um, to have um, them on hand first off and if I didn't have any I would definitely choose the reusable bags and I say that because um, reusable bags for me are very convenient and uh, it's not to say that plastic isn't convenient it's that plastic has a bad connotation and it's so um, so much everywhere that it's hard to escape you know, you can have a tote bag and use it for multiple different things. You stuff a plastic bag the wrong way or you rip it, it gets a hole in it or it gets wet. It's a mess. So for me, reusable bags are a must, um, I'd say, when it comes to grocery shopping. So let's get into some research. So the uh, Danish Environmental Protection Agency, or the EPA for them, uh, they actually found um, and did some research reporting about uh, plastic bags and actually found that single-use plastic, they determined, was less detrimental than uh, cotton totes or even paper bags, and especially uh, when referencing the manufacturing uh, in terms of plastic, um, which I thought was very odd, but just for the sake of research, um, they're looking at the uh, manufacturing of plastic itself and how it, it affects climate change, things like ozone depletion, water use, air pollution, toxicity for humans, amongst other characteristics. 
And uh, the Danish report actually um, was is entitled uh, Life Cycle Assessment of Grocery Carrier Bags. And um, the Danish research report did not factor in the harm, actually, that plastic does to the natural world after uh, plastic bags, of course, tossed into the environment. Now, uh, Dan- Denmark researchers, they assessed um, that organic cotton is uh, worse than conventional cotton. Um, but in my you know, experience, I've never really thought that way, but I'll go on to uh, talk more on this. Um, and so you made in cow. Well, um, for me, I looked at it to, to that um, conventional cotton, you know, hasn't really been in existence for that long because we've always we've always had organic cotton, you know, as long as we've probably been alive up until the modern uh, revolution and um, in the early early to mid uh, 1930s, 1920s, uh, that's when we started to see the uh, evolution of machinery, mechanics, and things like that take on uh, a new life of itself. So for me to say that organic cotton is somehow worse than conventional cotton, I will never believe that. Um, doesn't matter the research. And I'll get to my thoughts on that as to why a little bit later so that it can make more sense. Um, so via the research... Um, the Denmark researchers, they went ahead and assessed um, the conventional cotton. Um, according to them, they have uh, different varieties um, of uh, cotton that have, of course, higher yields, meaning a single plant will produce more fiber than its organic counterpart. Um, and then organic cotton planting um, more organic plants, it, it happens to have that you know occur. Um, organic cotton actually means more land and that land, of course, has to be tended and irrigated and such. And the water um, required to grow um, cotton for a t-shirt and jeans. Um, with conventional cotton, you need, you need about 290 gallons. And organic cotton uh, needs about 660 gallons. Um, but there's the, the part they don't tell you are the chemicals and the herbicides from conventional cotton. So that's one of the reasons why I'm not for... Um, supporting such conventional cotton, even though there are um, perks to the uh, water usage that's lower than in organic cotton, and um, yielding more crops to you know land, it it's not so much of a benefit as you know the environmental impact in other ways that are affecting us. You know, you can choose organic cotton or not. But whichever one you choose, just look at the, the pros and benefits of each um, and make your decision. I'll get into um, organic cotton and conventional cotton a little bit later um, if we have some time. Uh, so I'll start with uh, the next thing on the agenda um, about this news topic. So the next is um, talking about plastic bags. So, about plastic bags, they are indeed recyclable. Um, I've talked about in previous podcast episodes that uh, plastic bags can be recycled at your nearest uh, local uh, grocery store, and uh, there are ways to go about that really simply. But, um, fun fact, just 1% of plastic bags are actually turned in for recycling according to waste management. And uh, if you don't know about waste management, they are all um, about... um, you know, waste diversion, other things, recycling, waste. And they're actually the largest uh, waste collector in the United States. 
And so when you think about plastic bags, like I said before, they are so cumbersome and they get in everywhere you can think of. I'm just, uh, I named a few places um, just in this list I made and there's so many. You can probably think of even more places that they are, but I just have a few. So um, plastic bags uh, pollute and I've seen them pollute, you know, waterways, beaches. I've seen them um, rolling around in neighborhoods, attached to different things, in water drains, um, on highways. I've seen them, schools of all types, even college campuses, um, businesses, churches. They're all up in the city, um, rural communities as well, and suburban areas um, too, unfortunately. So almost um, no... Um, facet within our society can it really escape plastic bags when you think about it. The fourth thing I want to get into about um, through research and news is that um, there are actually criticisms about uh, Denmark's um, EPA uh, research report that I talked about earlier. Um, it was entitled Life Cycle um, assessment of grocery carrier bags and we'll talk about some better bags um, to use um, for that. So um, Anne uh, Atomaki, uh, she's the director within Plastic Change and she says it's highly unfortunate, um, quote, um, end quote, in reference to the report being um, a point of, you know, citing, um, you know, this big plastic bag discussion. This report really isn't the end-all be-all when it comes to carrier bags she's talking about. If you want to see more about her views and what she's done in the um, plastic, um, against plastic, uh, for example, uh, there's so much that she's done. You can check her out on the website plasticchange.org for more. Um, I actually viewed the report itself, and um, it's pretty lengthy. It's almost uh, 144 pages or so. It's about 144 pages. Um, and it has some really great information. But um, actually, it seemed like some, I wouldn't say contradictory information was in there, but the organic cotton bags that they talked about in the report um, make for a better use um versus conventional cotton bags, for example. I'll give you some uh, rundown on it. So if you reuse a cotton, uh, granite cotton bag, uh, use that for grocery shopping, let's say 149 times for climate change, they say, at least 2,000, 20,000 times considering uh, all indicators, reuse as, you know, a waste bin bag if possible, and then lastly, the next thing you can do is incinerate it. And then for conventional cotton bags, their reuse for grocery shopping is at least 52 times for climate change and um, at least 7,100 times considering all indicators and reuse um, as far as them is best to use it as a waste bin um, bag option if possible and then incinerate that as well. There's some other feedback from an executive director of A Lonely Whale. She remarks, Dune Ives, quote, If you're more worried about the long-term health of ocean life, reusable bags seem like the better option, end quote. And also she says, quote, A reusable tote hasn't found its way in the belly of a whale, at least as far as I've seen, end quote. If you want to learn more about uh, Dune Ives, uh, check out her website, lonelywhale.org, for more. The last thing before I get to uh, my thoughts on the subject are that um, 
you know, this next thing is about swapping uh, smaller environmental problems for bigger environmental problems. So, um, quote, if we all do, if all we do is switch from plastic to paper, we're solving one set of environmental problems and adding others, end quote. That's from Eric Goldstein, a senior editor for the Natural Resources Defense Council, or the NRDC. Uh, some food for thought, I will go ahead and actually link the extensive um, EPA um, of Denmark uh, report that I've talked about uh, numerous times within the news piece here, um, entitled Life Cycle Assessment of Grocery Carrier Bags that I discussed earlier for anyone who's interested in reading that and checking out all the information extensively there. So my thoughts on this um, topic at large are that um, there's definitely some division between um, using plastic, um, paper, and cloth bags um, in grocery stores and other places. Um, For me, like I said before, my favorites are reusable bags. They just are better for me. They're convenient in a different way than plastic. Paper is nice as well, but that also can rip. Um, it's, It's... the use of paper, which may or may not be recycled um, or from recycled content, I should say, from a manufacturing standpoint. And, uh, you know, some people, they aren't even quick to recycle that. You know, it's hard for people, the the people who do recycle um, uh, plastic bags to grocery stores. Think about the people who don't even recycle paper bags. So what does that tell you? You know, it's hard to kind of whip out, I guess, a cloth bag and just dump it out somewhere because, you know, you could obviously reuse that for um, a purse, for putting, you know, notes in, for putting books in as a mini backpack. You could make it into tons of different things. So a cloth bag for me is more versatile and you get some wear and tear with it, obviously. Um, And depending on the uh, different styles that you have, because as we all know, things change. If you go to a grocery store, it will maybe update its um, bagging um, versions within the years. So, for example, Aldi's, for example, they had um, kind of thinner, um, big, uh, thicker plastic um, regular grocery bags. Um, not the ones that you'll see like at um, a gas station or anything like that. Nothing like that. But they had Aldi branded ones that are really thicker. And then they have a freezer bag variety, which is lined, and it's also thicker plastic. And then they have reusable totes, which are magnificent, and they're big, and they're cloth, and you know that they'll be durable for years and years to come. So you buy, you know, a few bags of those for um, really, really low rates, like maybe 10 cents, 25 cents, I'm not sure about the cloth bag price, but you'll have them, and... You'll have them for years. Just stick them in your car and you're good to go. Um, so um, I think why ridding uh, plastic bag use is overall just better um, is because plastic, in my opinion, just isn't better. It's so um, toxic in the way that it is produced and its degradation points are enormous because as uh, plastic is processed, every single cycle of it gets degraded further and further. And then there are some plastics, of course, that we know the higher numbers, like four, five, six, um, and sometimes seven, uh, which are um, hard to recycle or there are no uses or markets for that. 
Um, there's actually, um, in the research I gathered, um, Huffington Post actually, um, which is um, where I got the news from actually, um, in the environment section, their article actually was supported by S.C. Johnson, the owners and makers of extensive household cleaners and, and brands there, and yet, you know, they say they have no influence of plastic, which I get it, I understand that, and they state that in every single um, article that happens to be, when it's on the site, if it's sponsored by S.C. Johnson, they have nothing to do with the outcome of the um, material in the article, I understand that. But S.E. Johnson is um, one of the big players in plastic and plastic pollution because we use it in our cleaning household. You know, they have everything monopolized in plastic from the wipes, sprays, toilet cleaners, you name it. Household goods, they have it all covered. Um, and so that was very striking to me, just thinking about, you know, the research that is there, S.E. Johnson um, maybe sponsoring um, what's there, but at the same time, token they are big players in plastic and are kind of contributing to the problem, if you ask me. Um, getting into microfibers, um, that's a big thing as well as far as plastic waste. Um, and then trees, when you look at paper bags and if those aren't recycled, that's virgin material being used. And then landfill waste of plastic bags again, um, which is very much detrimental um, for us all. I love talking about waste and recycling. Those are my main big harping issues because I've been talking about them since I was like 12, being an environmentalist then and now. And um, there's so many benefits to not having that landfill waste there because it never goes away. I could talk about that in a, in a different um, episode entirely. Um, next, I want to talk about the use um you know, as part of my thoughts, why uh, single families or, or single people, individuals, um, how their grocery store chip bag use could maybe go on average. So a person who shops once to twice a month um, at a grocery store, if they are using um, a plastic bag, for example, um, that plastic bag is not going to last that long, even though they maybe use 10 to 20 bags and they shop, you know, twice a week or twice a month, I should say, um, that's about 40 bags or so each month that they're using, give or take, of plastic bags, which may rip, get lost, may, you know, blow in the wind. They use some as uh, doggy bags for poop or for kitchen bags, bathroom bags, whatever. Those get landfilled. That's another problem in itself. But you see how how the bags multiply um, over the months and the years, and next thing you know, you have a big glob of plastic bags that you just have stuffed somewhere and you can't get rid of them because you don't want to recycle them or you don't know how or you just don't care. Um, versus if you get something like a reusable bag, which is better, and you maybe have 10 of those and you have those same 10 for the rest of the year unless they get a hole, which is pretty hard because they're durable cloth bags. Or polyester, um, uh, plastic um, threaded um, weaved bags. And those will last you a good long time. So you'll have 10 and you'll have those maybe the rest of the year. Maybe you'll buy another 20, maybe another 10 I should say. I'm sorry. And so you'll have 20 uh, cloth bags for your groceries uh, instead of the um, 10 to 20 you'd have per month using plastic bags because you just 
find them uh, useful, but they actually aren't because they add up over time. So that's like what, 400 or so bags or 200 to 400 bags, depending on your groceries um, and everything for the year um, versus the, in the number of bags versus 10 to 20 cloth bags for the whole year. You're just reusing those until they're worn out. That's a complete jump as far as durability and numbers. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is a fun fact. Another one is that 100 billion plastic bags um, used annually actually go into landfills uh, where they linger for hundreds of hundreds of years. Um, it's a sad fact, but it's a real fact um, from waste management. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is the 12 R's uh, or so. There are so many different R's, um, and I just want to talk about them briefly. So the first is, of course, reduce... Next is reuse and recycle. These are our main three R's that we all talk about when we think of the uh, three-sided um, infinity almost um, recycling symbol. And then there's repurpose. That's another one. Refusing. In other words, refusing the material to begin with. Uh, replacing, um, which, is, which is really awesome, and swapping out the material for something else. Rot, that's very much useful when it comes to food, composting materials, things like that. Uh, repairing, I like that, as you can repair clothing, shoes, buttons, whatever it is, so that you can still have it for years to come. Regifting is another one. Uh, Regifting uh, saves resources, time, and someone else may love a gift that you would not um, have otherwise like, uh, liked. And uh, recover is uh, the next thing. Uh, recovery um, from uh, landfills or from other sort another source that uh, may not be so uh, good for the material is something else. The next is rethink and rethinking your waste, and the last is refill. I thought of that one um, when it comes to things like jars and containers that are reusable and uh, very much uh, needed if you happen to go through products crazily. Um, you can go ahead and refill things like uh, soap or body wash or uh, other things like that that you can refill in containers. Uh, so that is all for my thoughts on the topic um, of the bags that we talked about today. Um, when you're shopping, you know, make use of this material and come back to it often. Uh, stay tuned for the bonus uh, tips I have uh, when it comes to uh, getting your uh, bags together and grocery tips um, and also some podcasts that will be helpful also to you. And all this will be in the Mother Earth Minutes. Do you love Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all of the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the description section of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So the Mother Earth Minutes is the time where in uh, Greener Thoughts, I just review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode we talked about and, of all, as always, save Mother Earth. 
So the message today is that, um, a quick fact, another one, is that according to waste management, plastic bags kill 100,000 marine animals every year. The first tip I have for you um, is to visit your local grocery store, your mom and pop grocery store, co-op, um, or something else um, that you find where you can get your groceries, etc., and uh, buy the first reusable or cloth uh, shopping bag that you see. Um, really, really great options um, are Aldi, which I highly recommend. Giant is another good one, of course. Um, I really love their um, black and square rectangular sort of bags that they had um, some years back. Um, before they changed their um, reusable packaging or they sold out one or the other um, for reusable options and bags. Uh, Shoppers, I think, has some. Uh, Wegmans has some, of course. And Whole Foods, as as always, has um, those type of eco-friendly options. And they also have their own lunch bags and boxes for anyone who's interested. Um, I bought my uh, Whole Foods uh, lunch box probably two years ago or so. I still love it. It's very nice. I haven't used it yet because I don't really uh, take my lunch uh, too many places. But it's very useful um, for, you know, a picnic or... Um, an event or somewhere where I just would need a lunchbox. And uh, those are just among the, the various uh, grocery stores I know of. But anywhere you shop for food, it would probably have more fabulous options for you there. Uh, and the second tip and last tip is to check out uh, my previous podcast, podcast uh, episodes about plastic Uh, And you can also, of course, reduce your plastic waste. I have some related material that's on there, and I'm going to talk about the titles. So the first one is um, called Easily Reducing Your Plastic Waste, 11 Different Ways. That's on episode 26. And uh, the next is the cost uh, we cannot afford, $2.5 billion yearly because of ocean plastic and a new giveaway. Um, but that giveaway, uh, that was the first uh, Green of Thoughts Earth Day 2019 giveaway. Um, it's since ended. Now it's in podcast episode 41. And um, the next is the f- the new Forever Plastic uh, Closed Loop Recycling, backed by Science, um, plus the new prize giveaway. And that was on podcast episode uh, 48. And uh, that giveaway is, of course, ongoing. So when I talked about earlier, and it actually ends uh, this month on May the 28th. The eco fact of the day is that thousands of baby flamingos are airlifted to safety as their breeding ground in South Africa dries up. Rescuers place feather dusters in their cages to simulate their parents. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the May-June 2019 issue. Next is the call to action where Greener Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can choose to self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and supports the environment. Do you work hard in the environmental field in either an organization or company? Either way, let Green Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please be sure to send your 200-word essay to the email address greenthoughtspodcast.gmail.com. The 
The Eco Company Spotlight is the time in Greener Thoughts where I, of course, would love to review your environmentally related product or service and get your ideas out there about it. And as always, you can let Greener Thoughts know about what you're up to. Uh, For now, um, and since February this year, 2019, I've actually been introducing companies that I know are great and uh, I think you think um, are great as well. And uh, you can check them out um, soon, uh, as always. And um, one of the ones I'm going to talk about is called Oyen Handmade. And uh, if you've heard of this company, be sure to let me know your thoughts. So um, Oyen Handmade is a black-owned business. And it's a hair care line started in uh, 2001 by creator and natural hair guru Jamala Bunu. Uh, and she later, uh, online, she opened uh, her business online to uh, everyone in 2003 uh, with her husband, Pierre. Oyen Handmade is family-owned and operated and manufactures their products with pride and care. They are extremely passionate about their commitment to high-quality, effective formulations made from natural, organic, and food-grade ingredients. Oyen Handmade has ingredients in their products such as castor oil, hydrogenated soybean oil, uh, organic uh, virgin coconut oil, mango seed butter, olive oil, cocoa butter, broccoli seed oil, citrus, uh, sinensis, or sweet uh, orange oil, cannabis sativa or hemp seed oil, uh, aqueous infusion of horsetail, lavender, nettle, chamomile, and lastly, red uh, rose petals and other natural ingredients uh, that they also have in their products. Orient handmade products are not filled with petroleum or petroleum, uh, no uh, silicones, no sulfates, no animal testing, no parabens, and no non-nourishing fillers. Uh, Their products consist of um, a whole range of hair, hair care products Um, Body care products such as lotions, oils, balms, deodorants, and beauty products such as lip balms. And Oyen Handmade uh, also has wholesale options for their products. Oyen Handmade has a rewards program known as Honey Rewards Program. And Oyen Oyen Handmade uh, has been seen in many media outlets such as Allure, Ebony, Essence, Fast Company, Naturally Curly, Refinery29, among other notable media outlets. And uh, my experience with Oyen Handmade is that I came across them probably close to nine or so years ago, maybe a little bit more so. And I love their um, juices and berry fragrance, their pomades, and their balms. I think for one, I use their um, shampoo. And I love their stuff because it smells so good. It's a black-owned business, it's uh, women-founded, and it's close to home. It's in Maryland and founded there, and so I love to support uh, my Marylanders near and far. And so it really drew drew to me as a brand, and I found out, I think, more about it when I was at university. And uh, I really used it for my natural hair uh, regimen when I had longer natural hair. Um, But for now, I have my... Uh, super short hair and a buzz cut so I love it that way it's still convenient for me to just have my hair the way it is and uh, I do love the uh, work that Oyen Handmade has done to keep their products 
um, just so good and universally uh, everywhere. There's so many places that you can find the products, and I'll get to that in a bit. Um, Oyen Handmade uh, can be found online at uh, oyenhandmade.com, on amazon.com, ebay.com, and other fine retailers, and in store at Lucky Vitamin, and naturallycurly.com, Target, CVS, Rite Aid, um, and uh, Walmart, and they're all in the Mid-Atlantic Whole Foods Market, and local independent beauty supply stores and grocery stores where available. Uh, the mailing address for Orion Handmade is Orion Handmade, O-Y-I-N, Handmade, two, one word, um, 2334 Guilford Avenue, G-U-I-L-F-O-R-D, Baltimore, Maryland, zip code 21218. Their phone number is 888-243-6922. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That line is open. And lastly, Oyen Handmade is on the following social media platforms of Facebook at Oyen Handmade, um, one word, and Instagram, um, Oyen Handmade, uh, all one word, lowercase, LinkedIn, uh, Oyen, um, O-Y-I-N, Handmade, two words, separately, Pinterest at Oyen Handmade, two words, separately, lowercase, Twitter at uh, Oyen Handmade, uh, two words, lowercase, um, and they also are found with the hashtag she means business um, and she means business is a space for entrepreneurial women to make valuable connections share advice and move forward together and then last thing you can do is check out Oyen Handmade on YouTube at Oyen Handmade one word and lastly go to their website oyenhandmade.com and then view the bottom section of the webpage then click on contact us to contact them So thank you all for taking the time to listen and listen into this wonderful uh, episode about some grocery store bags and options there for you. Take your pick, um, but remember which one is good for the environment, which ones maybe aren't, and how you can do some prevention uh, and easing up on um, the ones that are maybe toxic, uh, more so toxic for the environment, I should say, and which ones are better in the long run. So be sure to share this episode and mark it as a favorite and, of course, Green of Thoughts as a favorite podcast, especially if you loved it. And be sure to participate in the ongoing giveaway. It ends in a few more days, so be on the lookout for that and be on the lookout for the next episode until then. But everyone take care. Bye. Bye.